Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Carly Wickenheiser has spent the last four seasons in Sweden. She came from the US ahead of the season 2019 and she played two years in the elite ettan club Moran BK before she was picked up by Keith Örebro in the Damalsvenskan. Örebro's head coach Rickard Johansson has said that she was brought in to play a specific role and in that role she has developed to become one of the league's best defensive midfielders. In this episode, Wickenheiser talks about what made her leave St. Louis back home in the States and why Sweden seemed like a good place for her to develop as a football player, about what Keith Örebro has meant for her and how she looks at herself as a football player. You are listening to Their Pitch and this is the Carly Wickenheiser episode. We're back with a new episode, and as Thomas Svenskan is coming to an end, we actually have a team captain on for this week's episode. Carly Wickenheiser, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. And before we get started, I did tell you this before, but you're going to have to pronounce your name. I think I said it correctly, but you go ahead. Yes, you did. It's Carly Wickenheiser. You did a good job. And I also did tell you before this that we usually start with, we start with a quote from somebody who knows you. And I was out last minute doing this, so I sent out a bunch of requests and I managed to get a couple (laughs) quotes from people. So (laughs) I'm actually going to give you four quotes and (laughs) uh, we can go ahead with the first one, which is on the field, she's one of the best on the field, she's one of the best players when it comes to ground coverage. I don't know how she does it, but she's physically everywhere I look. One of the best players to have an in front of you when a counterattack comes. As I know, she'll make the hard tackle. Off the field, just like in the game, I don't know how she does it, but she's everywhere. Whenever you ask Carly's plans for the day, she will probably have met already with four different people by lunch. <laughs> Who do you oh, think that is? that's funny. Um, is it mouse? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Correct. <laughs> I had a feeling she makes fun of me for how much I do. <laughs> so that's the first one. <laughs> okay, good. I like it. Although I know her better off the field, I can say with confidence that on the field, she's so strong and an intimidating force. She loves her teammates and leads with a confident humility. She is bubbly, warm, kind, caring, and a deep well of wisdom. Anybody that gets to meet her is better off for it. Off the field, she loves doing puzzles and spending quality time with her friends. She's funny and always has a smile on her face. Her faith is one of the biggest parts of her life, and it shows in how she treats everyone around her. And 
We've actually never met in person, but we've been friends for over two years. Is it Haley? Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. How funny is that? <laughs> and true. We've never met in person, but we've talked a lot on the phone. Yeah, but when she wrote, I've never met her in person, I was like, holy, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? I was like, what's going on here? Oh, that is funny. Oh, that was sweet, though. Yeah, that was really nice. I went off of people who, like, <laughs> like sent in a question or reacted to the story, and I was like, mm, <laughs> they must know her. <laughs> it's like, send yeah. a message, send a message. <laughs> She is someone you absolutely do not want to mess with on the field, but the sweetest person off the field who's always there for her teammates. And she also leaves her water water bottle everywhere. Uh, she fearlessly goes into a lot of tackles on the field and is never afraid of a battle. Hmm. She works extremely hard in the field for her teammates and does the same off the field. One of the most selfless people I know and is always checking in on her teammates to see how they are doing. She's the only person that appreciates a good read at a coffee shop as much as I do. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, Reagan. That's true. Yeah, that's correct. And just for everyone to know, I currently do not know where my water bottle is. Um, you so if someone can find it, I would appreciate that. We misplaced Hot it. Hot pink, lemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Everything was just coming in. I was like, this is great. This is great. And I kept <laughs> asking because they were so good on like who you are on the field. And they were like, oh, this is her as a player. And I was like, can we have a hint, please? Yeah, yeah. And so the last one here is she is a warrior on the field, a great player and a true leader. Leads by example on and off the field. Amazing person who always puts others before herself. She's the kind of person that always leaves a positive impact on others and someone you would inspire to be more like. I'm glad those Cheerios bonded us forever. (laughs) I have no idea. Is it Cheerios or Cheetos? Cheerios? Cheerios. It says Cheerios, but the first time I read it, it's Cheetos. But yeah, Cheerios. You're three for three. I know. I have no idea. I'm nervous. Well, she plays for Kiferbu. I love how it also says, you can say something like, I'm so glad those chairs bonded us forever. I think <laughs> she'll know it's me then. I have no idea. Maybe it's just like the Monday brain at 930, but I don't know the Cheerios. We have, she's played in Cyprus before. Oh my gosh. I, yep, I know. Yep, I know. <laughs> Katie, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's Katie Lockwood. <laughs> yep, the Cheerios did bond us forever. I'm so sorry, Katie. <laughs> and I, I was like, I was questioning, like, I was like, is it Cheetos or Cheerios? Because you didn't get it. So I'm like, no, mm. Cheerios. It was definitely Cheerios. <laughs> Cheerios. All right. Well, that's some nice words from people. Yeah, that was fun. That was nice. That was a nice little... <laughs> confidence boost i i get the impression that you're a person that cares a lot for others yeah <laughs> i guess so i like to think i do but no i love people yeah because trying to set this up while we texted because we've never really i've never met you we've never talked but trying to set this up i felt like you were just so easy to to just like talk to and get like try to set up a date like there was no hassle in doing so 
no, it was easy. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. And we got to talk about St. Louis. So that was, easy. yeah. Yeah. That was like the first thing that bonded us. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> and we're, and that, that's actually a great bridge. Cause we'll talk a little bit about St. Louis right away. I think. Cause you're, you're from St. Louis, but you currently play in Sweden, but how, how come you start playing football as a kid? Um, I think my mom put us like in every sport and I had two older sisters and, um, my dad played hockey. So she put them in hockey. She put them in figure skating. Um, and then I would go to all their things, but I just would kick a soccer ball everywhere I went. So then she just put me in soccer and then the rest was history. So did you play for, cause I assume, did you play all through high school and then through college as well? Yep. Mm-hmm. How, how is, how is that too? Cause for people who are from Europe who are not really in that kind of, um, the system, the college system, as I would like to call mm-hmm. it, yep. they mm-hmm. kind of go over, you know, all these tapes from high school and they look at what you're doing. Could you take us through that process just a little bit? How is it as a, as a kid? I mean, cause you're, you're so young. And you kind of like have to decide where you want to go to college and where you want to play. Yeah. I mean, looking back on it, you're like, how the heck did I make that decision at that age? Cause you're supposed to pick a school that suits you and suits what you want to do in the future. And you're like, I'm 14 years old. I have absolutely no idea what I want to do when I grow up, but you're just kind of going with it. Um, but honestly it was really easy for me. Um, you start getting recruited pretty young in the States, especially when I was in high school, it kept getting younger and younger. Um, so like I went on my first visit, like my freshman year of high school, uh, summer going into my freshman year of high school, but so I was like 14, 13, I think, but really you just go to tournaments, coaches reach out to you. They reach out to your coaches. You talk, your coaches know other coaches at schools, um, kind of, stuff like that and then when I went to a coach saw me at a camp and then he invited me to his camp and then that was at Texas Tech and then when I went down there that's I just had a feeling that that was home and it really was like just that feeling and my mom was like what you want to go to Texas but and it was the best decision I ever made so (laughs) I don't really know if my story is (laughs) the best um for helping other people but yeah yeah no it sounds like because you're saying you have to make this decision at the age of like 14. They, I, I lived in St. Louis while my cousin had to like, while she started looking at colleges and she just now picked her school, picked where she wanted to go. So that's like a lot of pressure, but at the same time, how is it to be like a student athlete? Cause obviously they've changed a lot of, I think they've changed the payment and they've changed everything. I think since you went there, but how mm. is it to, yeah. To be a student athlete because you're putting yeah. in all these hours and you're getting basically not a lot for yeah. it. I mean, we didn't know any different at that time because uh, there was never the opportunity or the thought even that you could make more. But to, I think a lot of people, especially to me, it was just a great opportunity because, yeah, you may not be getting a lot for it, but you actually do. Like you get so much for playing a sport for your university. I mean, it's one of the best feelings in you're given so many resources, so many things around you, tutors, classes are fixed for you. You get so much things to wear, things to eat. Like you have so many um, just resources around you. Uh, So really like it honestly was a great experience and it is very tiring and very 
um, hard at times and it makes you question why you do it, why you play the sport. Is it worth it? But how you grow as a person and how you come out on the other side of it, um, it is so worth it. And was Sweden the first country you went to when you went pro after college? Yeah. So I graduated early because I knew I wanted to play um, pro after college. And it was kind of a decision of like, okay, do I, what do I do? Because I knew nothing at the time of playing professionally overseas. Um, that's not something I think a lot of people in the U.S. or my coaches had limited knowledge too, even though they did send a lot of people to the professional leagues. But I got an agent and then like two days later, he had an opportunity in Sweden. So I was like, okay, we'll just go for it. We'll see what happens. And then we'll go from there. And so that's how I ended up in Sweden. And I'm very thankful for it. Did you expect it? Because I mean, your mom was shocked when you went to Texas. Sweden is a little yeah. further away. <laughs> I I don't know how she kept her calm <laughs> because I just was like, yeah, sure, let's go. I ha had a good feeling about it. And then I got on the plane and I landed in Stockholm and that's when I was like, what the heck am I doing? Where am I going? And then I was flying up North and I saw snow everywhere and it was like the end of March. And I was like, Oh my gosh, where am I? But my mom, I think she, she adjusted fast, but it was not a fun goodbye at the airport. And then you ended up at Kifarebro. How, how would you summarize the time that you've had, had at that club until now? Um, it's been like, one of the best experiences of my life, I guess the last two years have been, I mean, as a club on and off the field, um, it's been super fun and super um, rewarding, I guess off on the field. It's made me grow a lot as a player um, and as a leader and a teammate. Um, I've learned a ton tactically, um, technically having more put, having more pressure put on me by the coaches and stuff like that. So I think it's made me grow a ton. Um, on the field, but then off the field, just been an amazing city and club to work with and to be in. Um, and the friends I've made here are just amazing <laughs> too. So I've really enjoyed it. And how is it to get, you know, to where, where the captain's armband for, for, for that club for you? Um, it is honestly, uh, I, I mean, not honestly, obviously it is an honor, um, especially coming in as an American um, and being like just my second year. Um, but it's also just exciting. Um, yeah, and it's fun. I don't even, I don't really think too much of it, but really just like grateful that the coach saw that in me and wanted to give that to me. Um, cause we do have so many great leaders, um, on the field and off the field. So, yeah. And speaking of the Kiefer Bro, you're, I did tell you <laughs> that I'm, that I was going to pressure you just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, so so did. I did warn you. So you did have time to at least prepare an answer, maybe. Not much time. We got a little distracted talking, but. <laughs> uh, you're sitting on an outgoing contract. Have you had a conversation about the club on where you stand? Yes, I have. Yeah, there is. This season has flown by. Um, but yeah, I've talked with my coaches, um, talked with the club. But yeah. <laughs> do you do you want to stay? Um, I love the club and I've loved my time here. And so obviously it all it is always an option and it is um interesting. But I also am 
um, excited for another opportunity if a door would open. Is there like a specific league or, or, or country that you would like to play in? Um, I think I've really liked playing in Sweden. Um, and so I would be interested in continuing to play um, here. Uh, the U.S., you've seen the league grow a ton there. Um, and so I think that also is appealing to me as a player. Uh, but it's also been so cool just to see the leagues around Europe grow and the women's game grow. Uh, so not necessarily like a specific country um, because I think a lot of stuff is a lot of exciting things are happening all around Europe um, and women's soccer um, as who put more money into it and everything. So we'll just see. And in soccer, there's a lot of things you can't control. So we'll see. We did talk about it a little bit. You guys are on a teeny tiny winning streak, two wins in a row. And you're actually, I read in an article that you guys are about to have your best season yet since 2015, if I'm not mistaken. What is it that makes this team special? I mean, that's right. Um, <laughs> I think so. Um, I think just where we are right now, um, like kind of what we said earlier, there's a lot of things in soccer you can't control um and i think we saw that a lot early on in the season um we had a lot of returners come back and so we were expecting a better start to the season um but things happened and it didn't work out that way uh but the team just kept like going and kept going and with the coaches kept going and seeing how they can improve how they can change what is working what's not working um so i credit a lot to the coaches for being willing to change things being willing to maybe try something new. Um, and I think they've done a really good job at preparing us this fall for the opponents that um, we've been facing and giving us the best opportunity to um, have a good performance and get three points. Um, and I think it helps that the team feels that and feels that confidence because then that translates onto the field. Um, I think that has happened the last two games specifically is we felt confident as a team. Um, on and off the field together, so. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But let's uh, hit uh, my favorite topic. I happen to know that uh, Kiefer Bro, they actually recruited you for a specific kind of role. They wanted you for something because that's what what was said when they announced that you had extended your contract with them. So how would you describe uh, that role and what kind of player are you? Um, I think I am a very, like, ball-winning, like, fierce. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. Um, hardworking, like number six, 
Um, I like to get into tackles. I like to win the ball back. Um, I love to intercept passes and um, defend. And then I like just from that, then getting possession back of the ball and helping play out of that and switch fields um, and give the forwards a chance to score. And in in the Swedish league, the Dalman Svenska, what would you say that a number six would need to do to be good? Yeah, I think they, just as the game continue, continues to evolve, um, obviously you have to be good defensively and um, good positioning and uh, kind of helping the space in front of the back line um, to protect your back line um, from that. But it's also now transitioning to you also have to be good at the ball and switching the ball and um, playing the ball, not just backwards or side to side, but forwards. Um and becoming a little bit more involved in the attack. So coming from the US, do you think that when when you got here, what was the did did you get surprised by anything when you started to play in Sweden coming from the US? A little bit. I was very surprised by um all the tactics, that's for sure. Yeah. Because in the US we did some, but it was very much like just run, run, win the ball back, play it forward, score. <laughs> yeah and then all of a sudden I was like oh I can't just run wherever I want and defend like I have to be in good positions and press at the right time and hold myself back and stuff so so what, what's the main thing you've learned here as a player then and in your position I think positioning um how to best position myself defensively um to stop potential passes and switches but also then positioning uh when we have the ball um in our possession and how to get the ball how to distract the opponents or like pull them out of spaces um or just be in better positions to get the ball and switch sides you can often hear about the nwsl that you just described it very good (laughs) actually i think you just run 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 and get the ball back (laughs) that that's like Yeah, you know the main thing, but obviously the American way of playing football has worked out pretty pretty well because the U.S. is ranked um, number one in the world. But would you say that if you do, you think that something you learned here in Sweden playing in the Swedish league um, could add something to your game and your style of play if you? went back to the U.S. to play now. Yeah, I think I'm very grateful for everything I've learned in Sweden um, because I think it's made me a much, much better soccer player. <laughs> so just in general, I think what I've learned uh, and how I've grown since being in Sweden will help me much more going forward. Are you interested in tactics? Yes, I am. I've become a lot more interested since being in Sweden too. Do, do you watch any data Of your game? Um, sometimes, but it's like a balance too. Because sometimes if I do too much, I can find myself overthinking things or um, like thinking too much of the data and what what it will look like or how it will come out instead of then just like playing and playing freely um, and kind of like following my instinct. So it's a little mixed. Well, playing as a number six... And you're in the Dalmalsenskan right now. What 
what do you need to know? What information do you need to have before going on to play a game to do a good performance or the best performance you can you can have? Uh-huh. Um, I think it helps. I mean, obviously the formation of the team, if they're low pressing, high pressing, how they press with their forwards and their midfielders. Um, but also then a lot of how the other team's midfield works. Um, if they pivot and move around a lot and switch places, how they move off the ball um, and kind of the passes they're looking to find. So then you can hopefully get in those spaces or kind of trick them into playing it to then intercept it. Um, so that also is mixed because it's good to know the opponents or if an opponent has a really good shot with the right foot or left foot, that's also helpful to know um, or if they like to dribble or stuff like that. But once again, you need to know enough, but not too much to where you're overthinking and thinking too much on the field. Yeah. And speaking of that, uh, you, you just said it yourself. It can be too much information, but how, how does information affect your game? Oh, in terms of which way? Yeah. I think if you, if you, if your coaches think that you, you have to have this information, Mm -hmm. Can you say as a player that, okay, this is too much. Just give me the, the basics or the most important or, or can you take in everything you're told? I think you can take in everything. Um, I think it kind of varies person to person um, or the team you have. Because I think as a team as a whole, it can be too much if you present the whole team um, with information. Um, but I think it is helpful to have as much to have all the information. And then from there you can kind of, you can let it just slide out of your head or you can think about it and keep it. Um, But yeah. Do you, do you think that the Dalmanslenskan, the years you've been here, uh, has it changed in any way tactically and like football wise or changed that, that might be the wrong word because the the word I'm looking for Uh might be develop. Um, it's hard to say since I've only been here for two years. Um, so I don't really know what it was like before, but, um, I think just as a whole, um, it's been a good league and continues to be a really good league. Um, and the soccer that's being played is good and it's on how competitive it is. And so I think on that part, it's been, it's continued to develop because it's, from top to bottom, it's competitive and any team can kind of lose points to anyone. Um, so I think that part is fun and has been developed a lot too. Playing as a number six, you can play, you, you can have different roles. Obviously you can have different roles playing every position. Uh, but in Kiefer, bro, what, what is your role? I think it is just... Are you the do... destroyer? Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> like, because this is, this yes, is actually basically. kind of fun. Yeah. This is actually kind of fun because I, I when I watched a, a football game the other night, I thought of the, that team's number six, and then I said, "Okay, this is not a exactly ball playing uh, number yeah. six. This is a destroyer. She's just gonna <laughs> destroy the game for yeah, the opponent." I definitely would describe myself as that, uh, and just trying to win as much, win as many battles and tackles, headers. Um, as I can and just to really frustrate the other team um I love to clean up things when the ball's back help 
us recover the ball um, and just kind of be everywhere and anywhere. <laughs> and as a number so. six, do you, I mean, obviously you can play the double pivot with an eight and a six or two sixes. And what, what, do, what do you prefer? What formation do you prefer? This is a, this is an interesting question. That is, I love a three, five, two. And not sometimes it is really it depends how the other team is playing. Um, so it can, but it's nice to have like an eight that can drop down depending on how the other team is pressing. Uh, if we need more help or that can stay higher up because sometimes if there's two sixes, it's too much and you don't have any room to run and move too much, um, too much destroying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> I need to have room to run. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I've been thinking about about it a lot lately. I like the number six position in a way because that's the real link, you know, between the uh, defense and the attack. Um, so, and and I must say that uh, a team like Kieferbro, you can, I mean, you've really kind of you have had the same coach now for a couple of seasons now, and you can really see the, the style of play you, you want to play. Um, and like Amanda said before, you, you have had a, a, actually a streak of good games. You, you can see the potential uh, in the team. So it's going to be very exciting to follow the club for the next couple of years, obviously also because they have a clear goal. They want to play in the Champions League. So if you leave now, maybe you'll be back. <laughs> exactly. No, but I think that is very true. Um, I think a lot of people, when the coach came in, um, he had a very certain way of playing, and it's been really fun to play in that way. Um, and also how it's evolved. Um, how we play now isn't exactly how we played last spring when he first got here. Um And so it has evolved a little bit as we lost players and got new players. Um, so, yeah, I really like the way of playing. Um, and it's going to be fun to watch Keith um, the next few years for people because it, it's starting to work. <laughs> Let's leave it with that because that was a great ending to it. Yeah. <laughs> the clicking part. Yeah. <laughs> Katie underscore Lockwood X. Uh, what's your biggest achievement this far in life? That's a great question. Um, I think it's easy to forget or like kind of forget how much you've done or what you've done. Um, and the goal was always to play professional soccer. Uh, so I guess like doing that now and actually like playing and playing such like, and having the role that I do have. Um, yeah. I think that. So there, this is two and one. Danne Angergaard wants to know what is the best pregame snack and how much snack do you consume during a season? I'm a big snacker and everyone makes fun of me for how many snacks I eat. Um, and I love Sweden, but I think that is a big piece missing in Swedish culture is snacks. Um, so I just have to say that. Um, but anything with peanut butter on it is definitely my favorite snack. And I eat a lot of snacks. Are you a Reese's type person? No. Yeah, it's fine. But like, I love peanut butter toast, apples and peanut butter, grapes and peanut butter. Everyone needs to try that. Green grapes. 
Are you a peanut butter jelly person? No. I eat peanut butter every breakfast for my breakfast pancake. But I eat, you know, yeah, I eat the healthy, you know, peanut butter. Not not the one with sugar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. We would never never, never. Never. No, no, never. Never. No. Always eat the logical. Come on. (laughs) Okay, next question. And this is not a question. Maya Eliasson. Not a question, but you're such an amazing player. Never change. Thank you, Maya. (laughs) Yeah. And then she also actually have a question. So I'm going to read that too. Uh, What is the best memory you have with Keith Örebro? Oh, there's so many. Um, That's a great question. The end of the year last year, probably. Um, It was just a great time on the field. Uh, We had a lot of fun wins and ties and a lot of like last minute winners. Um, But also it was just a special group. Um, and so like saying goodbye and all that was also hard, but fun. So that will probably happen this year. So maybe I'll say that <laughs> next year <laughs> about this year. Mouse.Kovacs wants to know what are the differences and similarities between us and Swedish football culture? Mouse said she was going to ask a harder question that I had to actually talk about. Um, but kind of like we said earlier, us is very physical run pressing transitional um still really good at it um they are like and it's effective sweden is more technical and tactical um how do we build out how do we keep the ball how do we switch the ball pressing in the right moments tommy utul what are you working on now to get to the next level oh um obviously working on my game and things in the game. Um, how I switch the ball, be more effective at switching the ball and a lot of going forward, going more, forward more um, and picking the right moments, um, but also just my mentality um, and the mental side of the game. Ailey Bicknell wants to know, what helps you deal with setbacks and disappointments in life and soccer? I think my faith a thousand percent. Um, always helps me that I mean help, helps me do that because um, it's reminds me um, just that I'm not so like my me being a soccer player is not who I am and it's not my full identity um, and knowing that I am a human um, and I am a child of God no matter what happens I'm loved and accepted no matter what and then that makes me look at every opportunity every setback every challenge as an opportunity to grow as an opportunity to get better Um, to see the silver lining um, and just to see how I can get better. And knowing that no matter what, we're, <laughs> I'm going to get through it and I'm going to be better off for it. Because um, if you don't go through anything, you're probably not challenging yourself enough and you're not going to grow that way. That, that was a good question and answer to end that section, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we take you to the last section which is this or that five questions rapid fire which means i'm going to ask you five questions and i would not want you to think about it perfect a perfectly timed slide tackle or intercepting a ball when it's about to break the line slide tackle 
thousand percent. When beating pressure, would you rather dribble on your own or progress up the pitch with perfect one-touch passes together with a teammate? One-touch passes. When scoring, would you rather a rocket from outside the box or finishing off with an easy tap-in after combining inside the box with your teammates? Outside the box. Would you rather assist or score one yourself? Oh, I'm not a big scorer, so assist. And the last one, which I think is going to be the hardest one, which is St. Louis or Arabru. Oh, I'm sorry, but St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, you tell them. <laughs> the greatest city in the world. Come on. I'm not I'm not one to contest that. Like, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> People need to know. It needs to be put on the map. And with that being said, we're going to leave this podcast with, with St. Louis. <laughs> we started off with St. Louis, and we're going to leave it with yeah. St. Louis, which is perfect. <laughs> Carly, thank be. you so much. Thank you so, so much for being on this podcast. We, it, was, it was fun. It was chaotic. And we really enjoyed having you on. Of course. That describes my life. So thank you for having me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 